Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Church doors yet 
with three people. Yo, that boy twisted his ankle last night, man. What you think? I'm like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> can we talk about this afterwards? So it, it's cool, and then it's a little pain in the behind. And even back last Thursday, I didn't mention this to you, Felicia, but last Thursday I went to the barbershop. So um, get my hair cut, and I'm walking out of the barbershop, and I'm walking down the street. And it didn't help that I had a Sixers shirt on. That's something else I got. <laughs> but um, I had a Sixers shirt off, and uh, here's this guy walking down the street. And he's like, so what do you think those Sixers going to do? And I'm like, they should be all right. And he's like, you that guy that be at all the games. Ain't I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's me. He's like, yo. I see you down there one time, and you lifted your shirt up, and you had me crack it up, and did it, did it, and we stood out there for 15 minutes. And I'm like, it's raining. All I want to do is get my van. And I'm slowly trying to walk to get in the van so I can pull off, but he's, and I don't want to be rude, but I'm like, it's raining. Standing my in the rain. But, you know, anyway, back I to mean... what I was talking about. Yeah, you know, even without the big daddy persona, you're just a really lovable, great guy. So you got a lot of fans, you know. Facebook's blowing up, you know. <laughs> you got to deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, Markel Folks twisted his ankle the last uh what was it? Friday? I think it was Saturday. Twisted his ankle. Yeah, he came down kind of funny. It was a weird play because he tripped over TLC, but TLC was in front of him. So I don't understand how that even happened, but it happened. And uh, he twisted his ankle, and everybody was everybody held their breath because we don't want to see another first-round draft pick have to sit out a year because of some foot injury. But right. he is walking on it. He's doing fine. Everybody relax, calm down. I think he should be done with that summer league, and that's just my opinion. I think, I think it, as far as the summer league goes, like players who wants to make who want to make it on an NBA roster, it's fine. Or if you like a second round pick, I, I can understand. But as far as your first round pick, I think it's not a good idea. At least not for us. I don't think it's a good idea. And um. LeVar Ball, not LeVar Ball. What's the show today? Alonzo Lonzo. Ball. Yeah, Alonzo Ball played his first NBA game, and he had a triple-double. So, you know, everybody, oh, my God, he had a triple-double. Ooh. But he shot horribly. He did get the triple-double, but he shot horribly. And that jumper is broke. So <laughs> I think as soon as he gets to the NBA – they're going to adjust, or do you have to do something with that jumper because it wasn't good? Did you, have you had a chance to check out any summer league, Felicia? Um, a little bit. Um, but yeah, Lonzo Ball, his his jumper is busted. It's really ugly. Um, I actually want him to stay like that when he gets in the league, so I can see all the steals, you know, because it takes him a long time to set it up. It's just ugly. But um, in regards to faults, um. I don't know. I don't know if the curse of William Penn is, you know, still on the Sixers, but 
we got to protect our first round pick. I mean, this is the third one where something's happened. And, you know, everybody said Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons didn't get hurt in summer league. He got hurt before that, right? So um, He played a couple of summer league games. He got hurt in a practice. Yeah. But it was during the summer league games. It wasn't like he did it during the summer league game, but he did do it, like, for a practice in between games. Right. During summer league. So, you know, we just got to protect our people. And, you know, it's okay to practice. You got to practice. You got to practice. (laughs) But, uh. Practice. We're talking about (laughs) practice, not a game. I'm sorry, go ahead. But, um, you know, if you know you're the first-round pick, let alone the first overall pick in the whole draft, you know, you don't really have to play in the summer league like that. So I agree with you there. Yep. I'm still excited, though. You're starting to see fans waver every time, you know, the wind blows. They're getting, you know, all in a frizzy, in a tizzy. But just stick by it, you know. Just shut up and watch. You know what's killing me is that everybody and their mother trying to get tickets now, trying to run down there, and they all fix this, we're going to be good, we're going to be that. Where were you when we were 10 and 72? It is killing me. Every time I hear it, every time I'm out in the street and they get to talking, I'm like, you wasn't talking this crap two years ago, so don't talk to me about it now. So if if anybody that's listening and you see me out and about and you would have had this conversation and I look at you sideways, don't let me have seen you two years ago with a Cleveland Cavaliers jersey on. <laughs> I'm not going to have too much rap for you. I'm just not. So, all right, I'm going to get off of that one. <laughs> Last night was the WWE. Great balls of fire. Name. And I hope it never comes back. Mm, mm, mm. Even the symbol was a set of nuts. <laughs> you agree you don't agree? I super agree. I mean... With a name like that and a logo like that, you kind of had to know that the pay-per-view, you know, wasn't going to be the greatest thing. It's literally like they just threw it together. I don't understand why they have to go through all these names when they had so many pay-per-views that they can just reuse the names. Where's the Great American Bash? Where's, you know, all this other stuff? We should speak, preach, preach. It's the truth. (laughs) It's the truth. But I was so excited for this card. This card was shaping up to be one of the best cards we've seen all year so far, and it just, it crumbled. It was horrible. I was just thinking that, not not to, I'm just going backwards a little bit. I was just thinking that, like, what happened to the Great American Bash? You still own the rights to it. You own the rights to all these things. You could have called it Armageddon. You could have called it, uh, uh, what was the other one? Bad Didn't they have blood. a heat wave Whatever. or something? Yeah. You have the rights to all these names. And you called it Great Balls of Fire. 
Because I can't think of a group of writers that sit in the room was like, what we got to think of a new name for a pay-per-view? Right. Three balls of fuck. No, that was a no one. Great. No one under the oh. age of 40 is doing that. <laughs> oh, the fuck. And that logo, it was literally two balls and a penis. That's what it was. It was a flame for a penis and two balls. And that's what that pay-per-view was. Balls. Illuminati confirmed. That's what it was. Subliminal messages in your in your logos. Uh, <laughs> it started off, and this is part I missed. You could elaborate on this because I missed this match. Was uh, Wade Barrett and um, what? Seth Rollins? Did they have a match? Did you say Wade Barrett? I'm sorry, Bray Wyatt. What is Ooh. going on? <laughs> Wade Barrett. Where the hell I pulled that from? Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins. <laughs> Did you see that match? I did. The The first match was actually part of the kickoff show, and I don't know what they're doing with the cruiserweights, but um, the cruiserweight match was part of the kickoff. It was Neville, king of the cruiserweights, you know, versus um, Akira Tozawa. Ah, ah, ah. But I like Akira Tozawa. I love him. I love them both, actually. I think Neville's a great heel right now. Um, I don't know why... Um, they're doing this to the cruiserweights. It's just weird. I don't know why Akira Tozawa is paired up with Titus O'Neil, but, you know, in the end, Neville won Neville, and I see great things for Akira Tozawa. But, you know, that match could have been on the card. Why are you having a whole separate show for the cruiserweights, but you're not showcasing them, you know, like the other superstars? I don't understand. Um and then you throw uh, a quick match, Hugh Slater and what's his name? Uh, so you know the guy on the match, and it was just bad. Like the cruiserweights could have been on there, but yeah, Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they don't have chemistry, but. It, it wasn't the greatest match. It was weird. The whole thing with JoJo and she couldn't even look Bray in the eye. It was just weird and it was weird. I'm not a Seth Rollins fan. I'm losing faith in Bray Wyatt. Um, I wanted I've Bray to win and he did. So you have. I've lost faith in Bray Wyatt because they had a chance to really do something with that character. And when he first came out, I was loving it. Then you had him job to Cena. You had him job to Reigns. You had him, no disrespect, you're going to get mad when I say this. You had him job to Ambrose. You had him job to The Undertaker. And he's lost steam to me because he's talking all this, that his his interviews are cryptic, which is kind of cool in a way, if you're a fan of 80s wrestling. But then... He's losing to everybody, so he's losing credibility. And it's just like, I don't know what else you could do with him after this. 
Well, I mean, you mentioned, Ambrose, you mentioned Ambrose, and the same thing is happening with him, too, you know. They've yeah, had a feud, and well. it went back and forth. You know, he won, and he won, so he lost to, to Bray Wyatt, too. So it's just a lack of direction. It is. It's a lack of direction with that character, and I'm just really tired of it. Like, it's, what else are you going to do from here? He done lost to so many people, and you took his stable away from him. What's left? And I hope they put Bo back with him, and maybe you can work something like a tag team, a brother tag team. Right. But it's what it is. Then after that, it was um, Enzo and Cass. That was the next match, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Because that's when I came in on it. I ran out at the last minute to get something to eat, and that was a bad mistake on my part, people. So I listened up until that point. And Big Cass pretty much squashed um, Enzo, and that's the way it had to go down. Because if Enzo would have pulled that off, Big Cass would have lost our credibility as the new heel you try to push. So that was a good thing that, you know, he squashed him out. And then um, somebody put on Facebook, I want to say it was a little buddy of mine that shall remain nameless. But he put up that uh, Enzo would be good with the cruisers. I'm like, nah. You still could leave him on pretty much the main roster, and I think he'll do well. I think he, um, I do like his interviews. I think he's funny. I think you make him kind of like a comedic type of Santino Morella type of, you know, comedy wrestler here and there, and let Kaz do what he does, Vince loves big guys, and let him just squash people, let him get a run. And I think Big Cass speaks well on the microphone, and I think he could. I think he's going to do well. Get him some new intro music, and did he have new intro music last night? I didn't hear. He did, and it's not good. It's not good at all. It's very generic, yeah. and it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit his character direction at all. Okay. Get him some new intro music, and let him go from there. What do you think? I'm actually kind of growing tired of Enzo. Um, for some reason, they're letting him talk longer than, like, anyone on the roster. And he's funny, but then the novelty starts going down. He's not a good emotional promo person. So I think he mm. should stick to, you know, the more comedic light side. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think his character is good for the for – the, uh, main roster, but he can go with the cruiserweights work-wise. Um, as far as Big Cass, I'm a fan. I think he's actually better on the mic than Enzo. Uh, you know, it's more like wrestling promos for him. But I'm yeah. kind of confused as to why they broke them up so quickly without even giving them at least one tag title run. And I feel like they're going through their tag teams so quickly and, like, there's no one, you know, to really do anything. Excuse my voice, everyone. I'm dealing with these allergies. Um, yeah, I know. I'm dealing with the same thing on this <laughs> thing. So, but I, I feel me, like I, they should have got I, at least one or two tag runs. Excuse me. I agree with you. I agree with you. And it was sad that they had they didn't even win the tag straps in NXT, did they? 
Uh, no, nope. So you had this entertaining tag team that you pushed to the main roster, and then you broke them up. Actually, you broke them up before they went to the main roster because Carmelo was with them. And you took Carmelo, Carmelo away from them. And I think she's doing a real good job over there on SmackDown. She is. And uh, then you broke them up again. But you breaking them up at the same time you breaking up the Golden Truth. And I'm like, okay, so what tag teams do you have left outside of the Hardys? And uh, 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 Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah. The club hasn't been around. Nope. I haven't seen them on them here and there on Raw, but not too much. Uh, the arrival should be ready to go soon. <laughs> after what they uh, Dash broke his broke his jaw and his jaw wide wow. shut, which I, man, I don't ever would have had that happen. But um, outside of that, what are the tag teams? Oh yeah, you got Rhino and Heath Slater. Heath Slater. We don't know what they're going to do with the Miz Taraj. They're going to yeah. be a separate tag team, too, you know. True that. Because I watched the interview that um, the Miz did on Talking Raw, which the Raw. Miz nailed it. And um, he pretty much said that the two, you know, uh, Bre- um, Bo Dallas and. Um, Curtis Axel are talented and should be on the roster more. And the WWE wasn't doing anything with them. And I'm like, wow. Did he really just say that? I was amazed. So you might see them in a tag team working here and there, which is cool. Which I mean, Curtis a- about tag- Go ahead. Go ahead. Curtis Axel can go. He really can. You know, he has lineage, so I don't understand why they're not using him. Yeah, yeah, and he's been told from other superstars, like legends, well, not legends yet, but when The Rock was making his return and he had a couple of, you know, he was working out in the gym, he worked with Curtis Axel, and he said Curtis Axel was really good. And um, Lesnar said the exact same thing. When he was, you know, first making his comeback, the person who he got in the ring with was Curtis Axel. He said Curtis Axel was talented. So here's two guys, you know, main evented WrestleManias saying that this guy can go. So it's up to the company to actually push him. Right. Find something for him to do that he can work with and push him to the moon. But um, that led to the um, 30 minute Iron Man tag team match which was the Hardy versus Cesaro and Sheamus, which I thought was a good match. I thought it was a good match. I, like, I was entertained, and I was curious how I was going to go. And, and the psychology was there as far as the, cheap, um, the Cesaro, I'm sorry, Sheamus with the bro kick to get the, the first pin, and it was like the Hardys were chasing him the whole rest of the time. And then at the end, uh, Cesaro snuck in after Hardy gave um, Sheamus a swan time. Uh, Cesaro snuck in and pinned him for the one, two, three. But if you notice, Hardy's shoulder was up while he pinned him. So he's probably going to be mm. in controversy tonight. Saying, oh, well, his shoulder was up, and that pin shouldn't have counted, and blah, blah, blah. And they'll probably see the Met go at it again. I thought it was a very good Another match. match. It, 
and, and told the story. What do you think? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't like a, a huge standout from the rest of the matches. <laughs> you know, it was just no. better than a lot of the matches. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how long the Hardys are going to be together. I do like Sheamus and Cesaro, and um, it's sad that they're not. Well, Sheamus already did, but it's sad that Cesaro is not getting that singles push and that single shine, but, you know, if it takes for him to be with someone to get that shine, then I guess it has to be done, and the Hardys are a great, you know, character in WWE to get, you know, shine from, because they're yeah. one of the most popular, you know, people, tag teams in uh, WWE history, so good for all four and of I'm them. Not- and I'm noticing I'm starting to see in the crowd a lot of kids dressing like Jeff Hardy again. Yeah. <laughs> starting to notice that, okay, Jeff's starting to get some steam behind him again. I wish they would let Matt be broken and probably could make a ton of money off that, but TNA screwing that up. Uh, the Miz and Dean Ambrose, it was what it was. I feel bad for Dean. Yeah. I ain't gonna go no further with that. You got anything to say? I don't wanna go no further with that. No, it's I don't know what he did to anger someone. I hope they're not still mad about that Stone Cold podcast crap, but I I I'm literally getting scared for Dean Ambrose's future in WWE. They they need to bring yeah. the shield back. For anybody that doesn't know, uh, WWE had a uh, live show in Madison Square Garden over the weekend. AJ Styles is now the new uh, United States champion. And uh, Seth Rollins kind of alluded to possibly a Shield reunion sometime soon. Um, And right now I just feel that that's the best thing for all three. You know, nobody likes Roman. Seth is kind of in wrestling purgatory where he still hasn't grasped the character yet. Um, and Dean Ambrose is just, just bad. So I vote to bring the shield back. <laughs> they might have started to lean that way, but it would take for them to turn Dean all the way heel because what I'm about to elaborate on in a couple of minutes. You kind of sort of turned Roman Reigns heel last night. Last night, yeah, definitely. But before I get to that, Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss by count out. So Alexa Bliss is still the women's champion. I just want to get that out there. Shut up. What? Damn Amazon. It's Amazon. As soon as I said Alexa, I up in this system. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't talking to you. Um, so you had Braun Strowman against Roman Reigns in an ambulance match. I knew this bad, this bad. I knew this match was going to be the drizzling shit, and I said shit. <laughs> so during this match, I got up and took a shower. 
because I went to the gym, and when I got back from the gym, I didn't get a chance to take a shower and ran back out to get something to eat. And then when I got back, I said, this is the match I'm going to go take a shower on. Came back, <laughs> and I got the good part. It was pretty much towards the end where Braun Strowman was no, sell- was no selling a lot of range of stuff, which I was loving. Um, long story short, Reigns was going for a spear. Strowman ducked out of the way and closed the doors on him when um, Roman Reigns was going for the spear and jumped into the back of the ambulance and Braun Strowman shut the doors, winning the ambulance match. And the crowd went nuts. Yeah. And I thought it was funny. Because the crowd went nuts. Everybody cheered. So afterwards, in a heel motion, Roman Reigns comes out of the back, beats up Braun, throws him in the back of the truck, speeds off. Then I knew what they were setting up for, the way he put it in reverse. And I'm like, okay, he's going back into something and crashed the ambulance. So he drives the back of the ambulance to the back of the truck, and Braun Strowman is stuck back there. Anywhere, other, anywhere else, this is a crime. <laughs> Roman Reigns should have been arrested. <laughs> this was so 90s that I'm like, this is stupid. And I knew what was going to happen. So they called the EMTs and the fire people out. They used the jaws of life. And meanwhile, while this is going on, Heath Slater is wrestling. What's the dude with the cane? That's what Turn I said. Off. I was trying to, yeah. So they're, they're having a match with nobody's crowded doors open. And Braun Strowman walks out of the back, crawls out of the back of his ambulance. And all I seen was Steve Austin after the first blood match, that first blood match, the I quit match back in WrestleMania 13. And Braun Strowman walks off, doesn't want anybody to help him. So you just turn Strowman face and Roman heel. And that's what they want to do fine. Roman sucks on the mic. Nobody likes him. You should have turned him heel a while ago. So officially make him a heel. It is what it is. The part that got me was no way in hell that man should have walked away from that ambulance after he just sped and drove it in the back of a truck. Like, so the stuff my intelligence. So the stuff my intelligence. What did you think about that, Felicia? Uh, um, I was ecstatic that Braun won, but, you know, unfortunately, I guess his win doesn't go on the books as a win because they still book Roman super strong. Um, I think it's kind of idiotic to have both guys so, you know, so uh, able to move and, you know, just okay after this beatdown. I actually feel the opposite. I feel that, you know, the impact, I'm thinking as a two logic, and I know WWE is not logical. I feel like the impact of the ambulance and the size of the ambulance and the size of Braun, he wouldn't have been out like that. So it, it just seemed really stupid to me. It was a quick shotgun way to try to turn Roman heel, and I don't know. I don't think he has the chops to be heel alone 
we'll see. But I think oh, that man. WWE should take take a risk and put their faith in you know the heels. There's no reason why they should not have um, capitalized on you know, the popularity that Braun was getting. He was getting the biggest pops of the night. I'm hearing that house shows he's getting, like, the second highest pops of the night. Um, so, I don't understand. We know you love Roman, Vince, but if you just do what the crowd wants, you'll still get all your money, and then some. So, I don't know. It's sad. Yeah. I had enough to say about this. And that led to the main event, which I was waiting for. I was hyped up. I was like, here we go. Samoa Joe, Brock Lesnar, dream match. And also, I'm looking at the time. And this match might have started, it might have been 10.45, if it wasn't 10.50. And I said, okay, this can't go for so long because it's getting close to the time where they give a little run over time after 11. After a while, you know, they cut it. So I'm watching this, and I don't even know how I felt about it. Uh, like Joe was kicking his ass, and then all of a sudden it was. Was a, it was a German here, a German there, but for the most part, the mower Joe was beating his ass. And I'm like, and I'm starting to get excited. Like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. And out of nowhere, Super Lesnar picks Joe up, F5123. Oh. And I said, you got to be kidding me. And I text you saying, son of a bitch. <laughs> he beat the piss out of him the entire match. And all of a sudden, one F5, not two, not three, one F5 in the match. The Undertaker got F5 three times. Brock Lesnar is still the universal champion. I don't know how I feel about it. What do you think, Felicia? Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, there is a match on Raw tonight, Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns. For who's going to be really? the person to face, yeah, for who's going okay. to face Brock Lesnar. So, we know where that's going. Roman Reigns, yay. No. Um, I'm afraid for what's going to happen with Samoa Joe. He's amazing. I don't understand how Goldberg could kick out of, what, two F5s, but Samoa Joe couldn't kick out of one. I don't get it. Um, so you just, understand what I'm saying? You understand absolutely. what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's like when they write these things, they don't count what's already happened. They don't take into account what should happen after by logic. It's just bad. Yep. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm just, that was great balls of fire. It was what it was. I think you spoiled a possible match of the year match, what it could have been. Yeah. It is what it is. Yep. 
right, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back with some movie reviews on Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 73. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. And we're back. Big Daddy's Hard Talk. Volume 73. I am Big Daddy. Joined by my BFF, the beautiful co-host of my Alicia Brown. Ooh, hi everyone! <laughs> Thank you, Big Daddy. We got three movie reviews. 
The one is the Will Ferrell comedy, The House. Um, I thought it was a funny movie. I enjoyed it. It was a different concept. Um, made me laugh. Will Ferrell, different, you know, grocery humor here and there, you know, funny. Um, it was pretty much he, him and his wife, college, but they really didn't save any money, and they're waiting for um a grant. I'm sorry, um, scholarship that the township. The township normally has for the best student, and the township took the scholarship away to build a pool for the community, which was bullcrap because the guy who was the um, president of the committee was stealing the money. But that's whatever. But so they had to figure out how to get the money up to send their daughter to college. So they opened up a casino at the buddy's house, but the buddy was going through a divorce and he was losing his house. So they were having games and then they was having fight night and uh, he opened the pool and it was just, they had a, a miniature casino going on in this guy's house. I just thought it was really funny. And um, I'll give it a three. How about you, Felicia? Man, Will Ferrell, he has to be like the white uh, Samuel L. Jackson because he has done so many movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. But Amy Poehler, she was a perfect, you know, uh, counterpart to his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it turns out they're actually friends from years ago, too. Um and, you know, SNL as well. So it just worked out with the chemistry. I thought it was really funny. Um, you know, it's a good movie to watch if you're, you know, just home alone. You want to see a funny flick. Uh, deals a lot with what's going on today. You know, needing money for college and the big guys getting richer and the small guys, you know, getting poorer. I give it a, a two point five or three, you know, somewhere around there as well. Cool. What was the second movie? Uh, Spider Man Last. Okay, you had this all together. <laughs> I did too. I'm having a brain fart. Goodness. Wow. I'm getting off. Jesus. Uh, You know, I never remember anything. (laughs) We'll go back to it. Spider-Man, Homecoming. I thought it was an excellent movie. It was, um, I like where it picked up from. It picked up from, it, it, it started right after, um, Avengers, where they had all the crap laying around over the place from the alien attack, and they were scavenging the different alien technology. And then it picks up to right during Civil War, where Spider-Man came out of the blue to take um, Captain America's shield, and then it picks up from there, where Tony Stark pretty much said, okay, you can use the suit, I'll call you if I need you. 
stay local. Don't get no trouble. All right, kid. Peace. So, um, Robert Downey Jr., the little bit that he was in this movie, he was great. Love him as Tony Stark, and I'm going to miss him when he finally stops playing Tony Stark. But loved him. The kid that I can't remember the kid's name who played Spider-Man. I think Tom he did an Holland. excellent job. Thank Tom you. Holland. You're good with that. You're good with that. You. That's why we work good together. I think he did an excellent job. Um, the girl who played the love interest did a good job. Um, Michael Keaton as the vulture, excellent. Even uh, Bokeem, can't remember his last name, Bokeem Bynum, whatever his name is, playing the shocker, did a good job. I thought it was an excellent movie. Spider Man is back because it lost some steam. Like yes, it from, did. From back with the third one with Tobey Maguire, through the other two with the skinnier kid, with the love story and all that, was just crap to me. I didn't even watch all of them all the way through. I just really didn't think it was good. To where it is now, I think it's back. I thought it was good. I'm gonna give it a four. Um, that's all I can say. What about you, Felicia? Yeah, I think Tom Holland's our guy to stick with. Um, Tobey Maguire, I think he did well his first time as Spider-Man because we were just so excited to see a Spider-Man, you know, movie. Um, But, yeah, he started falling off. I don't know if it, you know, him getting older. Andrew Garfield, he did okay, but it just wasn't that connect. But Tom Holland, he has that, you know, that young spunk, that Spider-Man has. Um, so I, I think he's the guy. Um, I, I give it a four. It, it was really good. And uh, our last movie is Baby Driver. Thank you, because I just thought of it now. Right before you <laughs> said it. Baby Driver was the third movie. Man, that slipped my mind. And I put it back in my brain. I feel bad. I don't know if that's a testament to the movie not being good or. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, I know there's a third movie, but I couldn't think. And I'm racking my brain. And as soon as you said it, I'm like, Baby Driver. And that's when you said third movie's Baby Driver. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you. You go first on this one. I'm you know, Baby Driver, it had a, a reputation that kind of preceded itself. Um, you know, they were saying that there was, like, innovative things done with music in this movie um, because the main character, um, his name is something, Elgar something, um, he's doing really well. He's in a lot of movies right now, younger, young adult movies. Um you know, he was in a car accident, and it caused him to have a, a hum in his eardrum. So he uses music to to drown out, you know, the the noise that he would hear, like the ringing, I guess, in his ear. Um, so I was thinking that we were going to hear everything he was listening to in like this cool way. Maybe we would see like sound waves, but there wasn't any of that. The music that was used was good. Um, the movie started off really strong. I think Jamie Foxx is being kind of overused uh, right now in movies. I think he's a little bit overrated. 
Um, he's better as a comedian. I just don't take him seriously when he's doing serious stuff. Um, but, you know, as soon as he got interjected into the movie, it started going down, started getting a little unrealistic. It turned into like a, kind of like a fast, serious type movie. So it was, it was just weird. Um, it ended strong again. So that whole middle part was just a little bit weird. I guess you can call that the climax and the climax wasn't that great. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it a three. It was it was okay. Okay. I agree with everything you said. Except for the I'm gonna give it a two and a half. Because I was leaning towards a two and a half, but <laughs> I wanted to like this movie because the other people saw it and they talked about the music and how the music became its own character. And I'm thinking that the music was going to, like, set the tone for different parts of the movie, which it kind of right. sort of did at first. What would you say? No, I said I agree. I said right. Oh, oh okay. Because it, it, it kind of sort of did at first. Then it went off on some wild, crazy <laughs> goose chase with Jamie Foxx. And Jamie Foxx pretty much took over the whole freaking movie. Yeah, and he turned yeah. to be some type of psychopath. And it just slipped away from something that really could have been good. I think the downfall in this movie was Jamie Foxx. And I hate to say that because I do like Jamie Foxx. But I just didn't like him in this movie. Right. It did. Oh, it just when he took over and was just killing people for no reason, and he was just screwing <laughs> with baby for no reason, and oh, man, then the guy, the way the movie, but the guy at the end, the one criminal, turned into Michael Myers. You just couldn't <laughs> kill him; he kept coming back. I'm like. And I got this thing that I have to work on to where I'm in a movie <laughs> and I see something <laughs> and I see something that I don't like. I'm going to say, kiss my ass. And I might say, I kiss my ass at least five times because it just got to be where just die and go already with this guy. And it just two and a half times. It had a ton of potential. It started well. I do like the way it ended. What happened to him at the end should have happened to him. And I don't need to see it, too. But I know I'm going to. You think so? You know how movies now are. There's not going to be a sequel that. I don't think there's going to be a sequel. If they made a sequel to Bad Mom. If they made a sequel to Stepdad, they'll give this a sequel. So we'll we'll revisit it. Remember this day, listeners. Anybody listening, remember this day because if they give it a sequel, I'm gonna say I told you, Baby Driver Two, The Return. No, <laughs> was it was it gonna be called Adolescent Driver? Like, stop it. The Adolescent Driver. 
no teenage driver. He's not a baby anymore. I don't know. But um, it, 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 an adolescent is, is a teen. <laughs> it just wasn't a good movie. No, it was not. And I do have a relationship question before we put a ball on this and send it home. And I want to get your opinion on this, Alicia. Dear Lord. If you're having a disagreement with your mate, does it ever get acceptable to get physical as far as not hitting each other but destroying each other's property? Like, would you let an argument get that deep that you start to destroy somebody else's property because you're so mad? I mean, it happens. You know, people use that as a form of anger anyway. Um, I don't know. I, I can't really speak on that because, I don't know, I'm not that type of person to throw things and hit. You know, I use words a lot when I'm, you know, in a dispute. Uh, but words actually hurt a lot more sometimes. So, But um, I don't know. If it's something I bought or, like, a picture of us, you know, I might. Do a little throwing. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. I, I never really have. I've been known to like clear a table, you know, like just slam, <laughs> just wipe everything off of the table out of anger. But I don't know. And when you start getting into like felonies and you know little misdemeanors and anything with the law, it's a problem. And unfortunately, you know. Uh, defacing someone's property is is a, a crime. Yeah, because to me, I I'm not that person. One, I'm not an arguer. You're not. So, like, if we have um, a difference of opinion, you can say your say. I'm going to say my say, and we're going to go with that. Because I'm going to. You know, if if I'm wrong, I'll be the first to tell you, you know what, I'm wrong. I shouldn't have did X, Y, and Z. I apologize. But if I'm right, I expect the same thing in return. But even with that, I'm never going to get that mad where I'm going to destroy your property. Because that, to me, is just so juvenile that I'm not going to do that. And like I, like I just said, like we're going to have our difference of opinion and you're supposed to, nobody's going to see eye to eye on everything. You're going to have different parts in your relationship where I'm not going to agree with you, you're not going to agree with me. But I'm not going to put my hands on you. I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to destroy anything. I'm just not going to do that. We're going to argue, and I'm not, because I don't, the reason why I don't argue, because I don't want to say anything that's going to hurt you or hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's sweet. Because I'm going to say something that you're not going to like. And then you're going to say something back in retaliation, and I'm not going to like it. And it just makes for hard feelings. And once you say something, you can never take it back. Right. And and I'm here to tell you that words can destroy you, not just hurt. Words can destroy you. It can destroy your self-esteem. It can destroy your, man, you can get depressed, a serious depression, if somebody who says something that's really hurtful, 
hurtful to you. So that's why I'm not even going to say anything that hurtful. Like if I feel myself getting that mad, well, you know what, this ain't even that deep, and I'm going to let it go. We could talk about it with level heads. Not that's everybody is, you know, that mature. But um, what if it was like a car? Say you bought your significant other a car and – you know, they might have had relations with someone that they cheated on you with in the car. Would you, like, you know, key the car or egg the car? I don't know. No, because no. That's, if I bought it for you and that's something I bought for you and I'm pretty much destroying something that I paid for with my money, no. Stop, stop thinking so logical. Be in your feelings. I can't because, like I said, when somebody says something really hurtful to you, you, you never forget it. And I don't ever want to be that person that says that, that hurts you for the rest of your life. Right. It actually hurts people a lot more when you don't react to, you know, something they've done. Um, people hate to be ignored. That's just human behavior. And for someone, when they do something, Nine times out of ten, they've done that thing to get a reaction out of you. So if you're like you and you don't react, you're really getting under people's skin more than you think. Oh, then maybe I'm doing a good thing then. <laughs> oh, you're you're winning. <laughs> you're winning the war. Mm-hmm. But on that note... Um, I want to plug something real quick, and then we're going to have final thoughts, and then we're going to put a bow on this and send it home. Um, this Wednesday, which will be July 12th, AT Sounds, uh, we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago. He's having um, a charity basketball game, 25th and Diamond. It's at the Hank Gathers Community Center. Um, it starts at 6 o'clock. I may or may not be there. I don't know. I'm leaning more towards may not. But I definitely wanted to plug it. I wanted to, you know, put it out there. If anybody's not doing anything and you live in the area, come out, check them out. It's for charity. It's for cause. Um, he's a good guy. So go check it out. And also with that, in case he's listening, I want to say condolences the Richardson family, a man that I'm trying to say, um, a guy that I've been friends with for 30 plus years, um, and I knew his mother well, uh, he just lost his mother this morning, actually, um, her name was Jackie Richardson, um, she was a very nice lady, she worked hard, and she raised a good son, because Rashid is one of the rare people that I've been around in my life that really he didn't drink, he didn't smoke, he didn't do too much of anything. He just he was a very responsible young man and a very responsible man. He took he takes takes care of his family and um he's very close with his mother. And I don't want to tell too much of his business, but him and his mother have been through a lot in their life and his mother checked herself but she was dying of pancreatic cancer at stage four. And um, she was on hospice, and it was just a matter of time. And she checked herself in the hospital this past Wednesday, dehydrated, and she never came back out of the hospital. 
and he was up there with her for 48 hours straight. He didn't go home or anything because he wouldn't spend his last moments with his mother, or her last moments yeah. together. And he was there when she closed eyes and condolences to that family. And Rashid, if you're listening, I love you, brother. And I'm here for you if you need me. We're here for you if you need us. You know, mm-hmm. that's all I want to say. Definitely. My father, he passed away from pancreatic cancer. So, everybody, just get yourself tested. Uh, get tested twice after you get tested the first time. A lot of cancers go, especially um, in men uh, with the prostate cancer. It's kind of hard to detect because it can hide. So, please, just get yourself tested. You know, eat right. Just do what you got to do to live for somebody, somebody out there cares about you and loves you. Amen. Amen. And I couldn't say it any better. As people, especially black people, we really have to get checked out when we get a certain age. Not even when we get a certain age. You should, you should get checked up at least once a year when you're younger or whatever. But when you get to be, <laughs> and you're going to laugh, but I say when you get to be my age, which I'm in my 40. Yeah, I heard you said 100. Uh, ah, I said nothing. Like <laughs> I'm going to get you. Um, but, yeah, you got to get checked out. And you got to stay up on these things because the funny thing that Rashida told me when I talked to him today when he told me his mom had passed is she didn't even know she had cancer until wow. she went to the doctor uh, for something else and they discovered it. And it already went so yeah. far gone, and there wasn't nothing they could do. And the doctor predicted, said, you're going to live about another four or five, they said four to six months, and that's it. She made it seven months. Wow. And she went home to glory this morning. So, Belisha pretty much said, I know I'm repeating what she said, but just get yourself checked out. Take the time and go to the doctors. And, and men, especially men, you know, we got to get checked out in certain ways that we feel as though it's degrading, but they got to do what they got to do. So. On that note, any last words, Felicia? Nope, everybody. Stay cool, depending on where you are. It's a heat wave on both sides of the country, so stay cool, do something fun, keep your kids and yourself occupied. Check on the elderly. Keep yourself um, hydrated. Don't drink alcohol and extreme heat because you just make it worse. And that's it. So there's three different types of people in the world. Those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and people like Alicia Brown and Big Daddy that make things happen. God bless you all. And we will see you next Monday. Bye, everyone.